really did us wrong because they told us years and years and years ago that, that desire is bad. But it's actually good. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 37, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so as you delight in God, your desires almost become like God's desires for you. Um, the problem is, is that many times a lot of us have had desires and dreams that have become unmet or, uh, or unfulfilled. Or perhaps you have had, like me, what feels like prayers that have gone unanswered, where God has said yes or God has said no or God has said wait. Um, one, of, one of the uh, early um, songs that I resonated with was Bono, U2, when he says, I still, still haven't found what I'm looking for. And this man has gone to the pool for some reasons. And we're going to find out in this morning session what he is there for and why he is there. Now, there's a number of things we don't know. We don't know how he's gotten there. We don't know how long he's been coming there. But what we do know is he has been very, very ill for a very, very long time. In fact, he's been ill for 38 years. Everybody say 38 years. He's been there 38 years. So we don't know that he's been coming for 38 years, but what we do know He's coming to this pool, and we got to figure out why. What is there about this pool that draws him there? So the scripture says that sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, these Jewish festivals were huge. Uh, some of them were party-like. Some of them were to offer as sacrifices of animals. But most of these Jewish festivals would run between 80 and 100,000 people. And they would pilgrim up to Jerusalem and they'd be there for several days. Some of them were one week. Within two miles of this festival was a pool. It was called Bethesda. And if you're from Maryland or you're from Cincinnati or you're from the Midwest or you're from California, you have probably gone to a hospital called Bethesda Hospital because many hospitals have been named after this scenario. So Jesus is going up to the, to the party the festival, and then he daringly goes two miles down the road to this pool. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were to do a group moment, say, what is your option this morning? Would you rather go to the party or would you rather go to a pool where everybody's sick? Most of us would say, I'm going to the party, but not Jesus. Jesus does both. He goes to the party and then he takes the party to the pool. So he goes to the pool and what happens at the pool? The Bible says this. There are a great number of disabled people. Hundreds. Notice the plural. Hundreds of sick people. Blind, crippled, paralyzed. They were in alcoves. Now, there was one man who had been there, an invalid, who can't walk for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well, now, can we just do a moment pause and say, doesn't that seem like the most ridiculous question in the world to ask someone who's sick, who's been sick that long, who's probably visited hundreds of doctors and physical therapists and occupational therapists, and who knows how many people this guy has gone to. Jesus could have gone to the party and not the, not the pool. He could have ignored the pool, like a lot of us do. If you've ever been to a hospital, you know that it's not a fun place to go. And yet, Jesus went there for a reason. He took the party to the pool. 
and he sees a man. Now, the pool is a downer place. It's a bummer place. It's, it's full of sad, pla- sad places and sad people and broken bodies. And he sees a man there who's been there a very, very long time. Now, here's the, here's the cool thing. We don't know his name. I'll, you know, Scripture will use things like blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus or small Zacchaeus. But this man's not given a name. But we do know a little bit about him. We know he's been sick a very, very long time. We also know that he's at this pool for a very interesting reason. Now, what is that reason? Well, verse 4 is not in the original text. But what it says is that the le- there was a legend. And you've got to stick with me here. The legend is this. Every now and then, there's a bunch of lame people, right? And every now and then, an angel would swoop in, stir the waters up. Are you with me? And the first person who jumps in the water after the angel shows up, boom, healed. Sort of like a lottery pick, right? First one in, boom, gets healed. So everybody is showing up to this pool, hoping and praying that the day that they are there, excuse me, I'm not done, sir. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You don't know how much I love doing that. (laughs) Hoping that this angel would show up and hoping that I'm the recipient of healing. That's what this man's hoping for. And Jesus is saying, Latoya, there's nothing here for you in that pool. You're looking in the wrong direction. Your hope is in this pool, but ultimately, this pool will not satisfy you. You've been waiting here so long. Now, I don't know what your pool is, but uh, in high school, for me, it was partying and doing stupid stuff and putting my trust in things that I thought mattered that didn't. I don't know what your pool is. I don't know what you're looking for today that you put your hope in for some of your healing from your soul or your body. But this man has a number of characteristics that you might resonate with. The first thing is I noticed that he feels invisible. Verse 3, hundreds of sick people, blind, crippled, paralyzed. And he feels invisible. He feels, he feels like many teenagers would feel in the cafeteria all by themselves, lonely. Um, he, just, he feels non-seen. Secondly, he feels despair. He's been hurting for so, so long. One of the verses says in the original, he'd been there a long time. Not only had been ill for 38 years, he'd been at this pool a long time. But the scripture doesn't say if he's the only one healed. In fact, we know many times in the Gospels, Jesus did not always heal everybody, by the way. Um, scripture will mention people like who were healed. Uh, has he always been crippled? We don't know. Has he, did his family members bring him? We don't know. Did his mom or dad? We don't know. But the, the radical question of the day for him and for the radical question for us is this. Do you all want to get well? Do you want to get healed? Well, what I think Jesus is doing, men and women, is he's taking him back to his deepest desire. And what is his greatest need? Is it physical? I don't think so. I think it's his soul. I think his soul is broken. He has totally forgotten about all the promises of God. Maybe he was raised as a Jewish kid in the synagogue knowing Psalm 103. So glad you're back. Psalm 103, where he is, knows that 
God's benefits and mercies are new every morning. Oh, thanks. You were just getting, look, look, watch. I know, see? See, and you got called out and everything. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I was felt lame. Is, is Jesus after something deeper than just the physical? What would you say? Yes, I think so. And yet the man goes on, we see something else going on with him. Number three, excuses. In verse seven, he says, sir, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. When the water's stirred up and while I'm going, other ones step down before me. This guy gets in before me, and right as I'm trying to slide my way in, boom, someone else gets in, makes excuses. And then the fourth one is he blame shifts. It's always easy, isn't it, to do that? Remember Adam and Eve? It was the woman that you gave me. That was like a double blame. God, you gave me that. It was just this woman. It was just you and the woman, God. By the time I get in, someone else is already in ahead of me. I think one of his deepest fears is never getting better. Locked in the past, tortured in the present, no real hope for the future. That's what this man's feeling. The lottery pick is always someone else. Waiting for the moving of the waters for an angel to come down and stir the water. But after the stirring of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease was afflicted. That was what was going to happen for him. But it just ain't happening. It's never happened. And he's probably thinking it's not going to ever, ever, ever happen. And yet Jesus is going to do the miraculous. He's going to touch his body. And he's going to touch his soul. Deep within this man, fifth is shame. He feels so bad about who he is. And he, he doesn't know what to do about that. In fact, he doesn't have a remedy for that. And, and for some of us in this room today, shame is one, of the, is one of the insidious sins that pulls some of us down. The fear not only of not getting a miracle, not only getting better, but the fear of I'm going to return to my old habits plagues so many of us. And so Jesus says something very powerful. He says, listen, see that once you're well again, that you stop sinning or something worse may happen. Now, Jesus is making a link here that it, perhaps something happened in his past that's led to his physical ailments. Now, it's, that's not always true. That's not always true with, with them back then or us today. Not always have you done something that's led to your physical problems or your emotional problems. But what God wants to tell this man is, I have something better for you than the pool. And if you will look to me and you will trust me, I will meet your needs in a way that this pool will never, ever do. Does that make sense? Thank you, Latoya. Thank you. There's one amener here. Thank you. It's hard with a white group. I know. I, I get it. My... My church over in the Northeast, we're half African-American. It's hard to get them amen and two. It's tough. I don't know why. It's the hair, LaToya. It's the hair. It is your hair. We love your hair. We love you more, but we love your hair. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition. Now, let me ask you a dumb question. When you have a problem, and 
It's not an if, when you have a problem. When you have a problem. When you have a problem, how do you typically handle it? So let me just give you some questions to put in your head. Do you get resentful? No, this thing typically. What do you typically do? Do you get sad? Do you have a pity party? Do you blame? Do you give up hope? Do you persevere and wait it out? Do you get help from a friend? Or do you trust God? You say, Lord, I don't understand this, but I still lean on you. I still trust you. So Jesus is saying, listen, don't put your trust in the pool. There's nothing there for you in the pool. And I don't know what your pool is, if it's an addiction or if it's your job or it's a relationship. I don't know what you're looking for, like, like Bono says. But Jesus' question is taking him back, taking him back to his desire. And this desire is this, hope and healing and freedom. That's what the man wants. He doesn't want to just get well. He wants an inner security to know that God is good and that something is going to good happen out of his life. What do we know about Jesus from this text? A couple things. We know that Jesus sees him and sees him in his pain because the verse says, and Jesus saw him. So in, in, in the midst of all these other hundreds of people, for some reason, Jesus makes a beeline to this dude and picks him out. And he sees him. And I don't know what you're going through this morning, and it's really none of my business, but Jesus sees you wherever you are. If it's a broken relationship, it's a marriage that's not working, if it's Kids that are running crazy, he sees your situation. He sees your pain. And he would ask all of us one question. Do you want to get unstuck? Do you want to get unstuck? Verse 8 and 9 says this. Get up, Jesus says. Pick up your mat and walk. Immediately the man became well and began to walk. Now the man, verse 13, who was healed had no idea. I love this. He had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away from the crowd that was there. And then the Pharisees, the religious dudes, who always conflicted with Jesus. By the way, everybody, Nate was saying, feel, feel safe. Everybody felt safe around Jesus, except the Pharisees. And Jesus is continually messing with them. Continually messing with them. So how do you, how do you get up? When a, the Messiah walks up to you and, you and you're laying on the ground and you're kind of looking up and the sun is it blaring through and you see this silhouette of this man who says, do you want to get well? And you're like, duh, stupid, the stupid question, man. Of course I do. Man, why would you ask me that? I've been here so long. And the man says, Jesus says to him, do you want to get well? Get up. Now, how do you get up? When you haven't ever been able to get up. And so I don't know. It's a supernatural thing. I don't know how it works. But it's an act of faith. And, and, and in other words, sometimes God will ask us just to get moving. Get moving. And as you do, the faith and the supernatural come together. My son Andrew, um, on May 29th, uh, woke up and said to us, um, Mom, Dad, I can't move. And uh, we got him down to our pediatrician who got us to Baptist, who got us to Richland. 
and then shipped us off to um, Charlotte Children's Hospital for 22 days. So total of 32 days. Andrew could not walk for 13 days. Uh, we had hundreds of people praying, us, a lot of Emmaus people praying for us. Thank you so much. Infused him with some medicine called IVIG, which stimulates and tells the nurse to stop attacking. Andrew, for 13 days, could not walk. He had to get, get PT, physical therapy, occupational therapy. He had to learn how to walk again. He was a warrior, a warrior. And some of you people from this church came to visit us and give us gift cards and blankets. And Andrew's favorite was crumb cookies, the crumbled cookies. Was it the crumb cookies? Those were the bomb.com. Gift cards to Cheesecake Factory, blankets. I'm waiting for a new house. But other than that... Um, <laughs> That was just a, so cool of what Emmaus Church did for us. Um, physical therapist said after it was all over, who we had never met here in town, it was 32 days. She said, I've never seen anyone healed of this this fast. And she said, quote, I don't know if she's a Christian or not. I didn't even ask. I just said, she just said, this is a miracle. She said, I've been doing this 30 years. This is a miracle. So... So in, in June, um, the physical therapist told Andrew it's time to start walking. And he started walking, and they used crutches, and they used these gadgets, and they used all kinds of things. And finally, around June 15th, June 16th, June 17th, they asked him to start walking, and they would have a belt around him. And here is my guy. Just toes up. You look like you're healing. You're doing great. Go, Megan. Yeah, kind of swing oh, Andrew. a little bit. I'm getting dizzy. There you go. Uh oh, yeah. I'm getting you're dizzy. Backwards. <laughs> I'm getting dizzy. Yeah, swing those arms. Here he comes. Woo. He's going to run into me. Oh my gosh, he's going to run into me. I'm going to fall over. He's smiling more. There's probably an elephant behind me or a hippopotamus. Uh -oh. Better tell him if he's going to hit something. Just toes up. Amen. Hey, do you mind standing up? Do you mind standing up and showing them? <laughs> That's good. Thank you. You're my smitty boy. As we close, let me ask you, where's your pool? Do you want to get well? Do you want to get unstuck? Do you want to get a miracle today? Maybe today is not the day it ends, but maybe it's the day it starts. And I've heard Nick say this before. I really liked what he had to say. He was like, you know, maybe, maybe your marriage is horrible, but maybe your first step is you grab each other's hand. Or maybe your first step is you go see a Christian therapist or a therapist. Where do you need healing today? Is it inside? Is it your body? Would you take a moment and identify it? And then would you say, Jesus, would you do that for me? So would you pray with me? Would you just bow your head for about 30 seconds? Or, and would you name where you need that miracle? Where do you need that sign? Where do you need that wonder? Where do you need that healing? And it's going to be different for everyone. So I'm just going to be quiet. And I'd like you to identify it. And I would like you to pray this one simple prayer when you, when you get there. Was, Jesus, will you meet me? in this? Will you meet me in this pain? Will you meet me in this situation?
what we know, Father, is that we cannot do some of these things for ourselves. That's, that's kind of the sad, scary part of this scenario is that some of us just, we don't know how to get over the hump or we don't know how to get out of our own way or we don't know how to get out of the ditch. So we ask you now, meet, meet, meet me here. Meet me where I am. Would you guys just pray that? Say, Lord, meet me in my situation. Lord, meet me in my pain. Meet me in this relationship. Father, would you do some supernatural things that only you can do? We look to you, the giver of life. And we trust you, even though we don't understand. We don't have to always understand. In fact, it says, trust in the Lord and acknowledge you. In our, and lean not, lean not to our own understanding. Our understanding is so limited. So help us not overthink things. Help us not try to figure things out all the time, but help us trust you. And we give up this fear that we almost all have. And we surrender to you. We know that we cannot all be uh, fearless all the time, but we do know we can fear less. We thank you. We love you. We trust you with our lives. Thank you for being here. I'm supposed to dismiss you, so would you stand? I'm going to give you a benediction. You may stand. Would you receive it with your hands open like this? Now may the Holy Spirit lead you. May He guide you. May He fill you. May He touch your body. May He touch your mind. May He touch your soul. May He strengthen you. May He meet you in places that... You have no idea where you need to be met, but you would allow him to surprise you and surprise you today with his joy and his healing. We pray all these things in the name of Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God go with you. Amen. God bless. Have a great day. See ya.